This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chris Price, he works for our sister station, WEEI in Boston. I'm Josh Freeman, by the way. You can follow me on Twitter at 790-FRIDO. That's F-R-I-E-D-O. And Chris Price, you can follow him at NFL. And uh, he joins us uh, now on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line. They're truly steps beyond convenient. Chris, thank you for taking the time to come on the show with me today. No worries. I'm glad we could hook it up, Josh. How you doing? I'm doing well. What's uh, what's going on with Tom Brady? He's going to play on Sunday. He, he will. It, it, we've seen this now over the course of, uh, I want to say, probably on and off over the last, say, four weeks or so where he's, Taking some Wednesdays off, he hasn't practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there may be maybe the best way to classify it is their their maintenance days. They're they're, they're kind of veterans. Yeah. Excuse days. You know, I I wouldn't read too much okay. into the fact that he wasn't out there today. That happens here too. You know, and and, and I think yeah. it's smart for veterans. You know, guys that don't need practice all that much. Guys that know things inside and out. I th- you know, especially going into the last week. Uh, but the Patriots, Chris, have lost three straight games to the Dolphins here in Miami. Can you put your finger why, and then the reason why they've had such trouble down here in South Florida? Well, I, I think a couple of times they've been, I think, taken aback. I think they've been a little bit overwhelmed. I think last year, if Bill Belichick could get a coaching mulligan for one game, maybe over the course of his career, it might be last year's regular season finale mm-hmm. in South Florida against the Dolphins because they went into that. I, I don't think they were prepared. I think that they did a a poor job game planning on both sides of the ball, and the execution on both sides of the ball was sadly lacking. They fundamentally used that as a game where they really kind of you know, decided to make a referendum on whether or not Steven Jackson could still play. It turned out he couldn't play. Um, so I, I think that that was one of the things that went into last year's game between the Patriots and the Dolphins uh, in Miami. But, you know, I think it's been a variety of things. I think the Dolphins have kind of, kind of caught them unawares and have played well at times. And I also think, too, when you go back over the course of the last dozen-plus years, if there is one place that has kind of vexed Belichick in, in the Patriots organization, it's Miami. I, I remember talking to guys, and, you know, before they, they snapped that winning streak in 2003, their losing streak in 2003, that they would try and figure things out. They would try and come down a day early and try and get used to the heat, or they would you know, they'd be paranoid about the Dolphins turning the air conditioning up in the locker room. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it's, it's been a lot of things, and, and it's been fascinating to see a team in the Patriots that is usually, right. more often than not, just so mentally tough kind of trying to figure things out as to why things go wrong in South Florida. It, it just seemed last year, I've got this on my notes, it just seems like the Patriots, and I heard all the reasons you cited, it, it, so much was at stake. Lose, which they did, yeah. and they have to go play the AFC title game if they get that far, and they did, in Denver, where they don't seem to play very well. Win, and they could play that game in Foxborough, and it surprised me. It just seemed to me, from an outsider here, as far as covering the Patriots, like they took their foot off the gas pedal. They did. They did. The other thing, too, is, and I think last year, Bill kind of had to weigh health versus momentum. And, and if you go back and look at the box score, there were a handful of starters who did not play in that game. 
including Julian Edelman. And so they had to kind of make a decision, okay, look, are we going to rest our guys for the playoffs or are we going to keep our foot on the gas? And I think as a result, they kind of half-assed it, quite frankly. The, the, you know, the way they approached it is, I, I remember they, they, they used, it was something odd, like 15 of the first 20 plays were running plays. And, you know, they, again, I, I think they were trying to use it as a referendum on whether or not Stephen Jackson could still play. But then they realized, I think they kind of realized they were in a bit of a battle and they tried to kind of reverse course and start to, you know, start, start trying to execute to try and actually win the game. And I think it was too little too late. So, again, like I said, I, you know, if Bill could get a mulligan, over the course of his coaching career for maybe one game, I think that game might be the one. How is Tom Brady playing like the way he is? He's suspended for four games, 39 years old, and he's 25 TDs. He's thrown just two picks all season. The last six games, 13 touchdowns against just one pick, a 110 quarterback rating. He shows absolutely zero signs of slowing. He's doing this largely without Rob Gronkowski. I, I, I just he, he belies his age. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things there. When when you talk about why Brady is doing what he's been able to do this year, I think first you start with his physical ability. I think he you know maintains you know excellent physical health, and I, I think he puts a uh, an absolute priority on that. You know whether or not you believe him, he goes to bed at eight o'clock every night. And, you know, was in the facility at six a.m. and you know is is the first guy in and the last guy out a lot of times. Um, and so that kind of figures into it. I think the fact that the offensive line has been healthy this year. You know, from start to finish, they fundamentally rolled out the same five guys each and every week, and they've been playing at a very high level. And then I think the other thing, too, is they have a really underrated running game this season. Like Jared Blunt's already topped 1,000 yards, had career high for rushing, career high for carries, and he's been augmented by the likes of Deion Lewis and, um, uh, and this is horrible, I'm forgetting his name, James White, right. uh, the other guy. So, you know, they, they've had a really – steady and consistent running game. And, and so I think all of those three things figure into the conversation when you're talking about why Brady is playing as well as he's playing right now. Chris Price covers the Patriots for our sister station in Boston, WEEI. You can follow him on Twitter at CPriceNFL. I got to figure, Chris, I think that LeGarrette Blunt and Josh McDaniels are behind closed doors and we're giggling because they get to face the Dolphins' rush defense this week, <laughs> which ranks 30th in the NFL. They can't stop anybody. You and I could run for over 100 yards. They're surrendering north of 140 yards per game. And, and the Patriots are averaging 30 rushes per game. I mean, they're running the ball a lot. They've rushed 453 times in 15 games. I mean, that to me, besides having to defend Brady, with an with the depleted uh you know uh, secondary now the Dolphins have because of injuries Byron Maxwell left practice early today with a trainer Isa Abdul Kadus who's ranked pretty well in Pro Football Focus's rankings as safety was put put on IR today they somehow have to stop Legarrette Blunt that's going to be a, a a tall order and uh, and I think that's a huge advantage for New England yeah and you know what's been weird though we we talk about the kind of year that Legarrette Blunt has had and it's been phenomenal and I think you can make an argument for him as a pro bowler, uh, at the same time, the last few weeks, they've kind of scaled back his what we'll call his between-the-tackle touches. And they've been given more and more of those to Deion Lewis. Now, I, I think it's one of two reasons why we've seen that. I think, first of all, they might be managing LeGarrette Blunt's reps at this time of the year. Even though that it appears to be a really favorable matchup, he's already hit his career high for most carries in a season as well as most yards in a season. And then the other thing is, Deion Lewis is still kind of getting ramped up a little bit. And, and I think that figures into the conversation as well, that, that he's a guy who really sat for the first half of the 2016 season because that knee surgery last year. 
and he's kind of starting to get up to speed. So I think when you look at the New England running game, the immediate default, and it makes perfect sense based on his numbers, is Blount. But the last two games, particularly against the Broncos, we saw a lot more of Deion Lewis in that more traditional between-the-tackles role, undersized guy, making guys miss. And so, you know, while I wouldn't dismiss the idea of LeGarrette Blunt getting 20, 25 carries for 100-plus yards on Sunday, I wouldn't completely put it out of the, you know, the realm of possibility that we, we're going to see a healthy dose of Deion Lewis as well. Now, the Patriots, I looked at, at, I've read a lot of what you've written here, and one of the things you talked about was the most frequent penalty calls on the team. The most frequent penalty they've been called on this year is whole, offensive holding 24 mm-hmm. times. Dolphins can't stop the run, but you've got pass rushers and, and guys who are doing very well in Indomitian Sue and particularly Cameron Wake from the outside. Talk about the challenge that the, the offensive line of the Patriots, which you said has been very stable uh, in trying to stop these two guys and protect Brady. Yeah, it's been huge. And, and, you know, it's not just when it comes to running the ball and running the ball consistently, it's not just the offensive line. They've gotten a great performance this year out of fullback James Devlin. Bill talked about him at length this morning. Uh, They've also gotten a really good blocking performance, a little bit underrated, out of Martellus Bennett. Bennett's been really good in the the, the passing game, obviously. He's put up really good numbers, especially in the wake of Gronkowski going down through the year. But he's been a really underrated blocker. He's been able to bring a lot to the table in that respect. So, look, I, I think that that is priority one for the Patriots offensive line on Sunday, finding a way to neutralize that Miami pass rush because, you know, we talk about the reasons why Miami has had success against the Patriots down there over the last three seasons. You can pretty much start with that. So, you know, the, the Patriots' priority list, when you're looking for guys on the other side of the ball to make sure they're neutralized, that's where it begins, slowing down those big pass rushes. If I'm looking at things that could give the Dolphins a favorable outcome on Sunday, win on Sunday, when they played them, now again, when the Dolphins played them in Week 2 up in Foxborough, the Dolphins weren't, you know, at that time it was early in the season, didn't do particularly well on third downs. The, the Patriots were 7 of 14 on third down, including 4 for 4 to start the game. And since then, the Dolphins now rank number one in third down defense and third down efficiency. And they also, if they can keep the Patriots in third and long and hold them to a reasonably close score in the first half, the Dolphins do exceedingly well in the second half, and particularly the third quarter. That's a lot of ifs in there, but if they do those things, if they put the Patriots in third and longs, and if they can maintain it close in the first half, I think it gives the Dolphins a, a real opportunity to come out victorious on Sunday. I agree with you. I think if you win on first and second down, you put the Patriots in third and long consistently. As good as Brady is, it's going to be difficult against that pass rush. I think the other thing, too, and you bring up an excellent point, the Patriots are the best first-quarter team in the league when it comes to putting points on the board. If you can hang with them, if you can keep it even, if you can stay close, I think that significantly improves your chances over the course of the, the, the final three quarters when it comes to potentially winning that game. I agree with you. There, there are a lot of ifs there. I think there's a couple of things that if I'm Miami, I'm focused on on the offensive side of the ball, testing that Patriots group of linebackers, uh, particularly the coverage group of linebackers. They've got Dante Hightower there. He's a little bit up and down because of a knee issue. There's a question as to whether or not they're going to rest him. He's going to play. I think he's going to play. Um, but they've had a, a collection of guys who are still kind of trying to find their footing a little bit. Kyle Danoy, Shane McClellan, those guys. The other thing, too, the teams that have done well, that have moved the ball consistently against the Patriots this year, have had deep passing games. 
not just a good number one receiver, but a quality, say, a quality third or fourth option. Dependable guys in the passing game that have been able to test guys like Eric Rowe and Cyrus Jones. You know what you're getting when you throw at Malcolm Butler. You pretty much know what you're getting when you throw at Logan Ryan. The teams that have moved the ball in the passing game consistently against New England have been able to get good, significant yardage out of the back end of that cornerback depth chart that New England has. Well, they, they certainly have different receivers with different skill sets, and Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, and Jarvis Landry, and Stills has been particularly good, you know, going deep. Real quickly, will Jimmy Garoppolo be a member of the Patriots next year? You know, that's a great question. I, I If they're going to move him, it's going to come this offseason. And now that isn't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's going to happen around the draft. I had a really good conversation with my colleague Tom Kern about this the other day from CSNNE, talking about the best time to move him isn't necessarily – say, April or, you know, May when the draft rolls around, you might get more for him when you get a panicky team who needs a quarterback, you know, around about training camp, you know, using the, the, the Sam Bradford option. Uh, I think that might be, uh, a, a, you know, the, the best course if you're New England when you're going out and you're looking for potential trade partners specific to Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, one of my co-hosts, on, or my co-host is, is DJ Williams. He played in Denver and then the Bears. And his coach, one of his coaches in Denver was Josh McDaniels, and who didn't do very well there, didn't even last, I believe, full two seasons. Uh, will Josh McDaniels be a head coach next year? He's probably turned on several chances, but it looks like this might be the time when he decides to uh, to leave and go out on his own again. I don't think he's going to take a head coaching job this off. Really? I, I, I think that Josh McDaniels, what he wants more than anything is to be the guy who follows Bill Belichick in New England. I think there's a reason that his name was not on that career development list. I think that was intentional. I'm not saying that Bill is going to leave this year, next year, or the year after that. I think that his long-term goal is to be the guy who eventually succeeds Bill Belichick. I think the other thing, too, when it comes to McDaniel, and it's really important to remember this, he was, you know, frankly, he was underwhelming when he was yes. head coach in, in Denver, and you don't get a whole lot of bites of that apple. You know, he's got to make sure that whatever job, if he does decide to jump, whatever job he's going for is got to be the perfect one at the perfect time in the perfect situation. That being said, I think ultimately what he would love to do is he would be the guy, you know, in his mind, to follow Bill Belichick whenever Bill decides to leave. Well, real quick, if Bell, if, if Brady hung it up, say, in a year, would Belichick want to hang it up then or prove that, you know what, I can win without Tom? I, I think that Bill wants to continue coaching whatever Tom decides to do. Okay. I think Bill loves coaching. I think I, I think that that's who he is at his heart. I think that you know he's a teacher, and I, I do think a part of them though would really welcome the challenge of trying to you know build it all back over again, even you know without a guy like Brady. Chris, thanks for taking the time to come on the show. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Take care. We'll talk soon. Okay, talk soon. Take care. That was Chris Price of WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.